Welcome to Fitness Feed Radio. My name is Ben Anderson. I'm a holistic health coach, and you can find my business page on Instagram at fitnessfeedhq. This podcast is dedicated to helping you look and feel your best by creating a solid lifestyle for well-balanced health. Let's go. Welcome to episode six of Fitness Feed Radio. Uh, today's going to be about the three steps to creating PM rituals. So this is kind of tailing off of last week's episode, which was all about the AM rituals and the importance of those. Here we're going to finish out the day with our PM rituals. We're going to go over why they're important and how to create them. And I want to start this episode with a quote um, that really kind of sums up my philosophy around sleep and AM and PM rituals in general. Um, but it's a great morning starts the night before. And it's beautiful because it emphasizes the rhythm and the cyclic or the cyclical nature of the AM and PM rituals and kind of that idea of falling in line with your circadian rhythm and just kind of surrendering to it. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it. It's just this is how we function best. And so a great morning starts the night before really, you know, you've probably seen this come true in your life where you, when you go to bed well and you sleep really well, you have a great morning, you have a great day, right? And it ties really well into the AM rituals, which uh, one of the sayings is a great night's sleep starts in the morning. So you can see just from those two things, there's a very cyclical nature about really nailing your sleep routine and your AM and PM rituals are a huge, huge part of that. So Um, Kind of starting back with the circadian rhythm here. It's really, you know, if you don't know what a circadian rhythm is, it's basically, you know, the natural biological rhythm that our bodies have with regards to wake and sleep in their cycle. Um, And there's kind of a natural wave throughout the day of rising and then falling when we're waking and then getting tired. So um, these rhythms are pretty much tied directly to the sun. And though um, that's true, they can hit a little bit different for each person, uh, you know, just depending on who you are and uh, and how well you're synced to the sun. So the the basic rhythm is an upcharging in the morning and then followed by or, you know, following the rising of the sun. um, We have a more intense part of the day, which is right in the middle of the day, somewhere usually around 10 to 4, where we're really functioning highly as far as our awake and alertness. Um, and then we have a down regulating at night, meaning just kind of like a, a downward trend of energy and um, intensity. And we are just starting to to ha- like hit the steps of going to sleep and then actually falling asleep. Uh, and basically what I want to say here is if we're not synced to the rhythm of the sun, then every system in our body is either overworking or underperforming or both. Meaning that when we're not well synced, when we're not well rested and recovered, all of the functions of our body are either working harder than they need to be or they're underperforming worse or underperforming um, what they could do, right? So basically, if you think about it, it's, it's coming down from the top, right? If you start off with, you know, something's off. In, uh, you know, just take an example for like the corporate culture, right? If you have something coming from the top, but all the little systems and the communication down the line are just a little bit off, the message that gets sent from the top 
could get, you know, delayed or it could be misinterpreted later on by, you know, the employees or whatever. So if you think about it like that, uh, you know, the, the process of our body is very similar. If our, if our rest isn't prioritized and we're not nailing it, then, you know, suddenly your energy is lower. Suddenly you're working harder to do the same sorts of tasks that you can do easily when you're well rested. Um, suddenly maybe because of that your digestion is is a little bit more difficult because you're um, you're spending a lot more of your energy on movement or uh, mental function or uh, recovery in some other way so uh, if you if you're not really prioritizing your sleep and your recovery then you're really really uh, overtaxing your body or you're underperforming in a lot of areas of your life not just physically like in the gym or or anything like that so and that brings to light uh, a philosophy of basically um, it puts you in a high stress state and because the body is doing a lot and can't properly heal if we can't heal then we can't make progress right if all progress is a form of healing if you think about it uh, that's true in the gym so most people's very you know very first introduction to this idea is in the gym oh we've got a break the muscle down, make these little micro tears, and then we'll recover, and then the muscle will be stronger. We see that as progress, right? See that as progress physically, uh, just at a very cellular level. Um, for all the other areas of your life, it's, it's true as well. If you can't heal, you're not going to make any progress. If you're fighting, you're constantly in stress, there will be no thriving, there will be no uh, healing and progress being made. So that kind of lays the foundation for sleep being a real primary foundation of progress for all of your life, right? And, and then we'll get into the, the problems with why we're not doing it. So here's some of the problems. Uh, first off, people have little to no understanding of how important sleep is. So just from the previous uh, you know, statement that I've made, is basically sleep is imperative if you want to really make good progress in your life, you know, or faster progress, etc. Then you've really got to be focusing on your sleep. Um, this example was used the other day by one of my coaches. Uh, the he saw a sign, you know, American runs on Duncan, and it's a you know it's funny for two reasons. One being that it it enables us saying, oh, you don't need to focus on sleep. We got you covered. We can get you your coffee, get you energized, etc." cetera. Um, and it's funny for the other reason of that, we are very quick to outsource our energy and power, right? We have all we need. We can, we can make and create um, all this energy and uh, expression just from resting and recovering a little bit, but we don't prioritize it. So then we rely on something else. And I have really a strong philosophy around reliance and how it's not helpful to uh, you know yourself as a human. So the more that you can not rely on something, the better, in my opinion. And so getting out of that cycle of relying on caffeine or drugs or sugar, etc., to take you where you need to go uh, in terms of your energy, then you're just kind of digging yourself a hole. So on top of that, sleep is seen as a luxury not a necessity, okay? Um, it's not a priority for a lot of people. Oh, hey, if you got to sleep in, great. If you got to, if you, you, you're lucky, you get a full eight hours of sleep every night. Oh, that's, I wish I could do that. Uh, it's seen as a luxury, not as a necessity, right? Um, and of course, there's different situations, there's different circumstances in your life. 
Um, but for the most part, people are quickly or are quick to dispose of the uh, need for sleep over something else, right? So uh, that said, too, uh, a desire to sleep is socially acceptable, but devotion to an early bedtime is lame, okay? So if you've ever heard somebody say, oh, you know, uh, it's past my bedtime, the first instinct in any circle, any click you're in is to poke a little fun at that person, right? Uh, it's not cool, man. It's not cool to go to bed at 8.30. Uh, you, we're going to go out. We're going to stay up till 12 or 2, 2 a.m. We're going out to bars, whatever. It's not cool to be um, prioritizing your sleep. And it should be, in my opinion, but it's not. So um, basically, you you know, it's okay to sleep in, but it's not okay to go to bed early in our culture's eyes. Um, we wait to go to sleep until we're absolutely exhausted. This is a huge one. This is one that I was definitely guilty of. If you heard the um, the first podcast in the series here, it was all about like one of the major turning points I had was about sleep. And so if you're basically, if your body is falling asleep while you're doing something, you should have been in bed a long, long time ago, right? If you are pushing your body to the point of actual exhaustion where you cannot keep your eye open for a second longer, think about, you know, what you would say to someone doing that with their, with their career. You're, you're working so hard. You can't, you can't even like push one little bit longer. Like you are maxing out in the gym. Same thing. If somebody's, you know, using weights that are so high, they are literally maxing out every single time. It's going to, going to break down at some point, right? So if you're going to the point of absolute exhaustion every single time, then something's going to break down. Okay, so the importance of sleep. Um, obviously, you know, there's all these problems around it uh, in our society. There is obviously good reasons to want to sleep and, and our desire biologically is there to sleep. However, um, I want to talk about just to frame it from this context of harm. And if you wanted to basically, you know, if, if my job was to make you feel worse, was to uh, not make you feel better, not make progress, but make you feel worse, what sorts of approach would I take here, right? Um, some things that I would, like, the first thing that I would take away is your breath, obviously. Like, that would be one major life-sustaining thing you can't live without, and that would be one of the first ways I would do harm to you if I wanted to, right? Um, then you could argue, you know, oh, food and water would come down. Oh, you can't, can't eat, can't drink water. Um, you've got nothing uh, that is going to really do some serious harm. However, I would probably put sleep above that because of the mental um, implications, right? So breath and then sleep deprivation. If you look at, you know, any sort of methods of torture, et cetera, when they're trying to break people, they use lack of sleep as a way to break them down. So if you break it, if you look at it from there, then how can, how can we not be prioritizing sleep? How can sleep not be, you know, one of the number one things on our, on our priority list on a daily basis to take care of ourselves? It has to be. It has to be. Um, and then so sleep is a process of healing, okay? There's rest. It's a process of rest, digest, relax, restore, rebuild, rejuvenate. These are all the words that kind of encompass what sleep is about and what you're going to get out of sleep, okay? It is vital for the body. It is not a privilege, okay? And then this is where 
evening rituals really come in, the PM rituals, right? Is because obviously from all this, sleep is of the highest priority. It's a way for us to show the utmost care and self-respect and self-love for ourselves, okay? And in this day and age, good sleep and down-regulation at night, it doesn't happen unless we make it intentional. It doesn't happen without us acting on it. It is, it is very counterintuitive to what the way we're living our life is like now, okay? So here's how to create them. Um, first, decide when your day ends. Okay, this could be when the sun goes down, could be when kids go to bed, it could be when dinner's done and put away, cleaned up, it could be when the TV's off or when you want it to be off. And after that, you want to create a structured sequence of events that will help you downregulate and wind down for sleep. Okay, so basically, what it looks like now is we'll spend evenings on our phone, we'll watch TV until we fall asleep or get so tired that it's you know, a big drag to walk away from the, from the living room and into our bed. Um, we'll maybe listen to loud music until the very last minute we're going to bed and then it'll just, you know, maybe we'll fall asleep to it or maybe we'll, um, you know, turn it off and then, you know, immediately we'll pass out, uh, that kind of stuff. So basically you need to create a down regulation, a little bit of a, you know, a phase out of the intensity of your day. And it's, again, it's not going to happen unless you make it intentional because of all of the access to these things in our life, right? So some suggestions here, um, journaling is a big one. So you can sit there and write and get some thoughts out of your head. How many times have you laid, uh, laid in bed late at night, just thinking about your day, thinking about all these things, all these other random things come up like your past and et cetera, all, all the things you've got to do tomorrow. So that is obviously something that needs to come out of your head before you can really get to sleep. So you need to downregulate a little bit by getting it out of your head. Sometimes it's journaling about what your thoughts and feelings are. Sometimes it's making a to-do list for your next day. So you can, you can just set that aside and let go of that uh, anxiety about what you have to do. Um, and it's just a good practice to, to get into, to journal and just express a little bit of emotion, kind of get an emotional release. Um, reading is another great one. So it's not something that's super engaging at times, you know, something that's going to, you know, just kind of entertain you, but not necessarily be visually stimulating uh, as far as like a blue light might be concerned. Meditation is great at night. And um, if you have the time and you have the skills with meditation, go ahead and, and just sit there 10 minutes, quiet, let your, let your mind wander, let the thoughts come and go, uh, focus on your breathing and um, and then this will just really downregulate you, and mostly just because it's it's not being stimulated, it's not being bombarded with noise, um, and visuals, and bright lights, and vibrations, etc. Right? It's just very calming. Okay. So the third piece of creating an evening ritual is just to focus on the th what I call the three S's of sleep. Okay. It's sunlight, stress, and then screens slash stimulation. So Sunlight, um, obviously, it's not going to be a part of your evening ritual, but it is a part of your morning ritual, which is why it's um, a big deal for the evening, right? Because a good night's sleep starts in the morning. You want to get sunlight in, in your eyes and on your skin as much as possible throughout the day to promote the circadian rhythm. So, you know, and a natural way to kind of get aligned with, the, with your um, circadian rhythm, just to make sure you see the sunrise and you see the sunset, right? 
So, you know, even if it's not the beautiful view of the sunset, you know, maybe you're on the East Coast versus the West Coast or vice versa for the sunrise, whatever. Um, just to make sure you're, you're visually taking in the sunrise and the sunset will help you kind of align. It just kind of triggers things in your body uh, from, you know, a, a neuro um, trans, like a neurotransmitter standpoint. Um, so that's going to help you align with the circadian rhythm. And then the second piece, stress. So how we create, regulate, and, and or eliminate stress in our days and lives is how you're going to approach this one. So anything that can cause you stress and, uh, you know, really up your stress levels, need to figure out ways to, to bring them down, eliminate them, or regulate them. Uh, in in some way for you that's going to basically help you sleep right so you need to be finding ways to create good stress and eliminate or regulate bad stress in your life Um, and then the screens and stimulation is really just about creating some space and some stillness um, and basically getting quiet so silence so that this can just help the mind calm down and um and, and make it stop moving, right? Stop being so frantic and just let it to, to calm and clean itself, right? So, um, you know, the things that you might want to avoid here are, you know, phones and screens, uh, direct um, noise or, or background noise, thoughts, etc. So get those out on a paper, turn the, turn the sounds off, turn the music off and just get quiet. You know, your conversations at night should become a little bit more calm in nature, a little less stressful. And, you know, the tone should be, you know, quieter. It should be uh, more relaxing, more, you know, expressing of love and gratitude uh, rather than anything sort of intense or incendiary, etc. So um, those are the three S's of sleep. So after, you know, after the sun sets, you should really just begin your down regulating. Um, so that's really just what I want you to take away from this is that there's no set sort of, you know, chain of events that's perfect and, and everything. It's just that we need to be more intentional about how we end our day to promote and prioritize sleep in which is, you know, directly related to how we prioritize ourselves and our self-care, a care for ourself. So, um, the last thing I'll do is I'll just give you kind of an example of my evening routine. And then I'm going to let you just take this and uh, run with it and make it your own. So for my evening routine is, is very simple. If I found that I've had a very stressful day or if I've been on my phone a lot or on screens a lot, I'll stop and I'll do 10 minutes of meditation. And this starts usually, I'll say usually, with me brushing my teeth. Okay, so once that I've decided that I'm, I'm done spending time with my girlfriend and I'm done with whatever we're doing, like watching TV or um, eating our dinner, etc. Once that's over, you know, it's brush my teeth and then my evening ritual starts, my PM ritual starts. From there, it's, uh, it's my 10 minute meditation if I need it. If it's not, it's, you know, maybe some light stretching before I get into bed and then reading. And so I read for at least you know, 10 to 15 minutes. Sometimes it's as much as 45 minutes to an hour before I fall asleep. Um, But in this moment, you know, my phone is out of the room and, and I'm just focusing on, you know, winding down and just creating an environment of stillness and quiet 
And so, you know, in this, in these times, I still have conversations with my girlfriend and we'll still talk and, and do other things, but there's nothing really stressful going on. It's really just kind of calming down and, and preparing me for sleep. And from the, from the back end of this, what I've really found so beneficial is that once I've started to align with the, the, the rhythm of the sun and my own circadian rhythm, I found that I would go to bed way earlier, first off, um, and fall asleep way better um, in the sense that I wasn't just out the second that I hit the pillow, which most people think that's a good thing. And I found that's actually not a good thing. It means I'm way too tired. So I'll fall asleep, you know, in, in the first few minutes of laying there, you know, it's not right away that I fall asleep and that is a good thing. And then secondly, I wake up well before any alarm I would need. So, um, you know, in terms of a stress component, I'm not feeling stressed by my sleep schedule. It's actually uh, relieving stress, right? So this time is for me. This time is for me to uh, care for myself and prioritize my recovery and myself um, in all these other areas of my life. And it's um, and it's an, it's a thing that makes me feel comfortable and feels good, like feels really positive for me. It's not something that I just have to do and I'm oh, wake up and I'm late. I wish I had more sleep. No, it always feels right. It always feels really, really good. And I no longer um, have alarms that I need to set. I wake up with you know well before I need to be up for my work, and I ha- and I have an awesome AM ritual that I'm really, really excited about. And um, so. That's just a, a little bit of, you know, intrinsic motivation for you that once you kind of line up with these things, the, the rest of your life really, really comes to a, a really great place. And sleep is probably one of the biggest, biggest things that if you if you can really get some better sleep and some better quality around your AM and PM rituals, then you'll see dramatically good effects on the rest of your life, the rest of the areas of your life. So um, that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much, so much for listening. And um, yeah, please subscribe and um, you know share this episode with your friends if you found it helpful. And you can always find me on Instagram at fitnessfeedhq. And um, let me know your thoughts. And I look forward to hearing from you. Peace. <laughs>